0: Welcome to the Coaching by Bell podcast, the podcast where each episode, we feature women entrepreneurs, founders, and leaders in business. The podcast showcases a variety of interviews, coaching style conversations, and live coaching sessions. I am your host, Isabel Hertz. I am a business coach integrating past and present, bridging old stories with new intentions. I help people hear between the lines of their story, tap into insights, inner wisdom, and opportunities to hear their own voice as a means for change. Let's get listening. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. So
0: what is the challenge that you are experiencing in your business and or in
1: your life? I think the big one is finding a balance Between the work and the business, when you are starting out and it does just take over everything, and also sort of drawing those boundaries between when you just need to close the books and not think about things. My brain is constantly going, and I constantly feel like I have a list of a thousand things to do, and sort of managing that anxiety of I'm not going to get everything done in a day, but just like prioritizing what's important, what needs to get done, and then being able to relax when it's time to relax. I think that that's been the hardest thing. And I also put this pressure on myself that I need to get everything done now. Everything needs to happen yesterday. And if it doesn't, then I'm sort of setting myself up for for failure, but it's just impossible to get everything done.
0: Let's play a little bit with the pressure to do it now. What is the story that you tell yourself when you have a hundred things to do and you haven't accomplished them as of yesterday?
1: I won't stop until I get some of it done. And then a part of me reaches a time where I'm like, you know what, they'll get it when they get it. I'll respond when I respond. And then I go sort of polar opposite. And then I what's that paralysis by analysis, like when I'm overthinking everything and then I don't do anything. I don't think it is healthy that I work a 20 hour day just to try and get things done. And the quality of what I'm doing is probably turning to, to shit. But I want to be able to say that I've done it. I think it's like exhaustion that comes and then I, I just stop altogether. And I have days where like, I won't do anything because my mindset changes and I'm like, it'll happen when it happens.
0: In your life, what has been your experience with going from that zero to a hundred state. Can you think back to what it was like for you growing up? And is this a familiar pattern or familiar way of doing things where you go from zero to a hundred?
1: Yeah. The pressures of my, like my upbringing and, and my family and my parents being very successful with their business and My family members having their own businesses and being very go-getters, but also put your life on hold and get it done. But the balance I don't always think is there. So I think it is from people that I admire and people that I aspire to be, at least in a business standpoint that I look up to, they are very much go, go, go. And so I think that that's definitely a pressure that I put on myself because of them I want to prove to myself and prove to others that I can do it. And I sort of put this timeline on myself. But I definitely think it's from growing up and having those sort of expectations. And you work hard. And by working hard, it looks like this, whether that's healthy or not, or balanced, or whether you're looking after yourself mentally and physically. Looking after yourself physically was always a thing in my family, but mentally, like being happy. I remember I went to a therapist once and I was like, I just want to be happy. I don't really know what else I want, but I don't feel happy. But I was so successful with everything else. That was never looked at, really. It's easy to go down one tunnel and that's all your life is pushing to be better and better with your business or everything sort of falls to the side.
0: You used the word success a couple of times and you said in that period of time when you remember talking to that therapist, you said, I wanna be happy. That was all important, but everything else was successful. That stands out to me that everything else was successful. And so what was successful? What was that success that you were measuring if happiness wasn't a part of it?
1: I was in school, I was the top of my class there, I was training for half marathons and physically very in good shape and was in a relationship and it looked like success. I had changed universities and and changed my career path and was so excited about where I was going with it but deep down I wasn't happy and I think it was that sort of extremism like training for half marathons like I don't love running but I would sort of use it as therapy or just a way to not think. It was an hour and a half that I could just go out and run. I couldn't run for five minutes now. Like I just running is sort of not a trigger, but it, it reminds me of a time when I would use running to just sort of clear my mind and and when I was in a place of uh, an unhappy place. So now anytime I run, I'm like, <sighs> like <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I don't need to be doing this. I knew people were proud of me. They were. They were proud that I was taking this new challenge in this new direction and pushing myself within that course to be the best and be the top and getting approached within my first month to be on national teams to in this industry. It did just feel like success at the time. In hindsight, my idea of success is, is skewed like it's, it's changed over time. I feel like I'm successful when I send three emails in a day. It's been a successful day. To
0: focus on that idea of success and what it looks like, I hear being physically fit. So taking it back to when you were a kid growing up and a young adult and you're with your family and the ideas that came from your family, you had being physically fit, mentally, kind of emotionally was not really a focus of that definition of success with your family. Being successful in school was a part of it doing well, getting good grades, and appearing to have it all together is what I you talking about. Having a relationship, having good grades, being physically active, that was the image of success before. So let's bring it to present day. What would the list have on it now? And what would you keep from that? And what would you change or alter or enhance or adjust?
1: Right, so I think now success is more personally. It's more internal. It's more like all those things are very. Yeah, sure. It's good to have good grades. It's. Does your high school grade nine mark really matter in life? Absolutely not. But at the at the time, you think it's the be all end all, and it's definitely something that I continue to work on and have a lot to work on. But I think it's just being mindful and. Being more aware of myself and being aware of my feelings and how do things make me feel and does running feel good? No. Okay, so if I want to sweat in a day, why don't I do yoga or something else that I enjoy more? It's less to attain this this image of, you know, you want to look a certain way. You know, I know if I run, I can drop weight and, and look good. But I also know that I love riding my bicycle and that my quads might get bigger, but I absolutely love it. So I'll just do that. To me, success now is I'm trying and it's like I said, I, I'm not there yet, but I'm really trying to make success in, in lots of parts of my life more from the inside out. Maybe a day at work is we lost X thousand amount of product and we had to throw this out and, and our order didn't come in and it's absolutely shit. But if we're in a positive mood and the other person that I work with or we lift each other up and we see a positive in it, like it's still to me that's successful. That's a way of navigating through the storm and coming out positively. So I think success for me is less of what it may look like and more how it feels.
0: So I hear critical component of learning being a part of your success now that wasn't previously and the ideas that you were sort of given. And you know, the ideas that were gifted as a child, I say we're gifted them because they truly are a gift. Those ideas get us so far. The idea that success is about being physically fit and it looking a certain way, or that you do well in school, these are gifts that help us achieve certain aspirations and certain goals up until a point. And then what you're experiencing is the shift of saying, I actually don't know that these ideas are serving me anymore. I don't know that these are the ones that I want to adopt or hold on to. And so it's about recognizing that they were a gift and honoring that they have given you opportunities to flourish up until today and likely have gotten you to the point of running a business and being interested in business and being engaged in something in this particular way. And now, okay, but what does that mean? And how does that alter or adjust? And that's kind of what you're in the process of coming up against with yourself, which is like, okay, what does this mean now for present day? And so you said learning as a critical component. It's not about, am I the best? It's about, am I learning in the process of doing this? That's a huge shift. It's about happiness. It's about being mindful. You said awareness and feelings, which were not a part of the ideas of success before. It's about, does this feel good? What physical activity, what emotional activity, what kind of conversation, what kind of any of it, all of it, what is it that aligns to what feels good when I wake up every day? And so those are the some of the shifts that you You talk about, and you said it's you use the words it comes from the inside out.
1: In the back, I still have that you want to be at the top, you want to be. I want to be the best, but I also am more aware of is it worth it to lose absolutely everything just to be there? I say lose everything, but like lose a sense of everything, lose a sense of what feels good, what you need to do for yourself on a daily basis to, to get yourself there. Is it worth throwing all that to the ground just to get up there? No, for me, it's not. And I know that without growing up like that and having that baseline, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like I took some massive risks moved across the world to work in these extreme conditions that I honestly don't think anyone could do. I think it takes a certain type of person to work 18 hours, go home, sleep for three hours, do it again in a condition that you can't communicate with anyone, don't know anybody. Like I've done extreme things that have helped me get where I am today, but it's also I'm now stepping back and sort of observing and seeing what is a level state that I want to continue my life in that's not going to make me crash and burn.
0: How do you honor the past and those ideas, the things that have brought you to where you are today and allow yourself to essentially honor and let go of some of those ideas so that you move more into accepting yoga as being the thing that feels better than running, for example, or slowing down, feeling better than pushing yourself for 12 hours a day.
1: (laughs) I know I haven't mentioned confidence in anything, but I think that confidence has played a role in that. People think I'm confident, but I don't necessarily feel confident in myself. And so by doing these things, I think I, I gained a confidence and I don't know if that's a good thing that I gained it by doing these extreme things, but it was a bit of a, a prove to myself that, that I can do it and that I need to, you know, I, I never really felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I was, I just set these very high standards for myself. And I, I still, I have days where I'm like, I don't feel like I should be proud of the business that I've grown. I don't feel like I should be proud of the product that I make. And I lack that confidence. It doesn't take that much for me to then sit back and be like, you know what, you're being hard on yourself. Remember what you've done and remember what you can do. Don't forget that. As extreme as it was, and it's I do look back on it and think, you know, sometimes when I need like to to pump myself up, I'm like, you know what? You can do it. You can you can do that. And I do fall into it occasionally, but I'm proud of myself for what I've done and what I can do. And I do admire it now. And I admire myself, which I don't think I've ever said. Like, I, I think it's cool what I've done. And and to be able to have the confidence to say that in myself and and not pound my chest about it, but carry myself in from a business standpoint and from a just like an everyday life standpoint, it feels different.
0: What I hear you talking about is that you recognize that there's a shift in confidence in your life from when you were younger to... Day and in a sort of flip of events, you had less confidence when the ideas of success looked on the outside more like someone who was thriving and happy. Whereas now you have the confidence to go along with, you do have a lot of success, but it looks different, it feels different to you. And the confidence has come from those
1: experiences of really growing it. I don't know if it's that I'm that I'm older and that you just realize that some of the stuff doesn't it really doesn't matter. The world is so much vaster and and there's so much more to experience and appreciate and little things in life that really make you realize, wow, the things I worry about are minuscule and my day to day like how harsh I am on myself on a day to day basis or was and to just sort of sit back and be like, that really doesn't matter. Let's try
0: something. Let's play a little bit. I think that what I'm observing is that you don't totally believe it yet. You brought up confidence as something that has you're noticing is a a shift, but I get the sense that you don't totally believe your own confidence and ability yet. There's still sort of a stickiness. You're like, yeah, of course I'm proud, but... There's like a but or a and or a something attached to when you're talking about it. Think back to feel what it was like to be the younger you and what that younger self had as ideas, what we're talking about, these ideas that she held around success and what success was going to look like. And just try to imagine being her again. Really try to like embody it for a
1: moment. I don't like to think of that. I remember just feeling very trapped, unhappy. I didn't really know my self-worth. I still work on that, knowing what I deserve. I was in a relationship that I definitely should not have been in. And I stayed in it for far too long. And that I still feel like I'm working through that. And the idea of never being good enough and pushing myself I think was that self-worth and you're only really good enough if you look a certain way and have the success. As crucial of a time as it was in my growth, it wasn't really a time that I relate to anymore. I don't feel a connection to that person. I feel like that person was didn't know at all her self-worth and was in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in for far too long and just felt like I was so desperate to feel love or connection to somebody and it wasn't good. By being in that relationship, I feel like I lost sort of who I was and what I wasn't good enough unless I looked a certain way, because that's what you should look like, or you should dress this way because that's, you know, I'm so grateful that I've moved past that and being able to recognize that. And I I do still struggle with knowing my worth and knowing what's right and what's wrong. And more so in, in relationship for me, knowing my worth, that's a whole other challenge. I was mind-washed into thinking that success was a certain thing and to push yourself to get there in an unhealthy way. And just using that as a distraction. To my reality I stayed in this relationship for way too long probably because I used success in my school to distract myself and not really hone in on what's your home life like like what do you go home to at night is that does that feel good does that make you happy and and when it's just a constant struggle and you're constantly being put down or, or made to feel little, it's hard to then crawl yourself back out every morning and go to school and then you're riding a high and then you come home and then it was just very manipulative and not healthy for either of us.
0: This pattern exists where there's either like really high highs or really low lows, where there's this sort of extreme, right? The zero to a hundred, how we started this conversation, which stems from the experience of being in what it sounds like a wonderful family in many, many ways, but also a family that had high expectations. And so that place to play, place to make mistakes, which is that in between space of zero to a hundred didn't really exist. And so the permission to fail or the permission to try something and not know what you're doing, maybe wasn't there as the older you as the adult you, if you were talking to the younger you in this situation, this experience, what would you say to the young you?
1: So touching on the failure, I think it would be to just try and release the expectations that You think everyone's holding you to and this bar that you've set so high. I remember I took chemistry in university and I took first year chemistry three times and I failed three times. And every time I failed, I'd call my dad and he'd say, it's okay. just give it another shot. You can do it. You can do it. And I finally I remember having the phone call sitting outside of the cafe at the university and I I called him. I was like, I can't. I can't. I just can't. And I'm tired of feeling like a failure. And I've spent three semesters trying to power through this first year chemistry. And I was okay with it. But the anxiety and the nerve I had to tell him that. My father, who's a doctor and has all of his children will go to university, which I'm so very grateful that he has supported us for a university education. But it's sort of that old school, maybe... University learning isn't for all of your children and maybe you know trades are are a better option or maybe your child should take some time to figure out w- what route they want to take so being able to approach my parents and say that I was done failing and that I just couldn't do it and that I needed to to have another plan and create a new direction for myself because what I wanted to get into required this course and whether I took a a semester off and then tried to do it again. So I think I would tell myself to release that expectation and to do more what feels right. And obviously, you're going to do things in life that don't always feel good or that you don't always want to do, but you may need to do to push yourself through those things, but also realize when enough is enough.
0: What you're talking about is your identity. Your identity was about success looking a certain way. And what went along with that was traditional education, traditional learning, was that failure was not an option or that when you fail, quote unquote, as in fail course in your example, that that is labeled as being bad or that you go back and you have to just do it again and you'll figure it out and sort of fix it. And that what you realized in that moment, I hear very clearly, is that you had a choice to say, actually, my identity isn't tied to me passing this class, because this traditional way of learning, although it might be a part of your family identity, was not a part of and has shifted, is not your identity. You've come through and realized that.
1: It was such a relief to take that weight off. These are meant to be the best years of your life in university. And you're grinding away at something that is not clicking. And you're spending every office hour going and trying to understand it. And it's like speaking another language that you just have zero interest in trying to learn. And it's never going to happen. (laughs) I think it was also good for my parents to hear because for them, you know, we we always just sort of obeyed and and yes, and, and sure, we knew no better. So we'll do what you say. And not that I knew better what was for me, but I did know that this definitely wasn't good. So for them, it was good to hear, to know that their daughter was taking her own reins and being like, no, no, I'm going to put my foot down here. And I don't actually want to do this anymore. And I also think it was good for my younger sibling that I sort of broke that Idea, you know, because his learning is different as well, and we're all so different. Some of them are extremely gifted and and super super smart, and then some of us just can't do math and calculus.
0: In the process of shifting your identity, you were challenging your parents' identity as a family, as what your family looked like and should feel like, look like, show up as, and so you're saying it was good for them and what is really under that is that you were able to see and witness them adopting new ideas about what identity could look like and accepting that as a oh the you know my children have these talents and those are the ways that they can shine not it looks this particular way, or they fit into this particular box. If you take this and you go back to the question of, if you right now, present day, could say something to the younger you who felt stuck, who didn't feel happy, who wasn't doing well in university courses and and didn't, in fact, want to continue to try to figure that course out, that wasn't a part of your path forward, What would you say to her? What would you like her to hear in that moment? What would you have liked to hear from the you
1: today? Have confidence in what you want and to know what you want and to not try and rush that process, to not try and get there right away, to explore and to take your time to figure it out and don't put so much pressure on yourself. It's not that everybody knows what they want to do when they're 20 everybody moves at a different pace and you will figure it out you'll get there and i do feel now that i'm there 10 years later but i feel as if i'm at a place where i'm happy and where i'm working towards a place that i'm proud of and that i'm that i've worked hard for if you take
0: saying to the younger self you know have confidence follow your wants, slow down, explore, take your time. When you hear yourself saying that, and you hear me repeating that back, and you imagine being that younger version of yourself, how does
1: that feel to hear it? I think it's something I never did. I remember I one night my girlfriends and I, we decided to make vision boards, which I was not all for. And I was like, this is a silly idea we were just cutting images out of a magazine and you sort of pull things that you, I didn't really know what I was doing. She's like, cut things out that you like, that you, that speak to you. And mine was like beaches, airplanes. I think there was something of France in there and love and good food. And, and she's like, wow, I really feel like you want to escape. You want to get away. You want to, she wasn't half wrong. You know, I had felt and as, as, as goofy as it is that you cut out images from a Vogue magazine, but I was like, wow, okay, that is what I want, you know? The story you're sharing is an example of
0: getting a little poke or a little nudge in that time period of all of these things that you're talking about now. It's the feeling of these things. You, you know, you didn't say travel you know, go travel to your younger self, but you're saying have confidence and follow your wants. And so compassed in that for you is travel, is exploration, right? And so there's a connection there. I'll say it again and really try to feel what it was like to feel stuck, to feel not totally in your element of who you wanted to be and say those things now, to the younger version of you. So say, have confidence, follow your wants, slow down, explore, and take time. Say those with all the confidence in the world that you have now to the younger version of yourself and just sit with it for a moment.
1: Be confident to slow down, feel things rather than trying to get someplace. Trust your intuition and to trust yourself
0: what's coming up for you right now?
1: I'm feeling emotional. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I think it's cuz I'm realizing how just how much lighter you feel when you when you do let go of all the bullshit and all the the stuff that really doesn't matter and those pressures. It makes me sad to think of that person and I don't like to say I wasted years because obviously I learned things, but it was a time where I really, I was unrecognizable as myself. And I wish I had somebody tell me that. And I wish someone shook me out of it sooner. My brother, we had gone out and we were young and we went out drinking. And then I was still with my boyfriend at the time. And I was sitting there at the bar with my brother and his friend. And I was talking to my my brother's friend about how unhappy i was and how i didn't i didn't understand why this and why that and why he says this and why he does that to me and i verbal vented diarrhea my unhappiness to this my brother's friend who was a complete stranger i'd met him that day and i think that that was my point where in the morning, my brother walks into my room and says, wow, you can go off for 45 minutes as to how unhappy you are and how this person treats you like this. And you can explain that to a complete stranger, but you can't even admit it to yourself. And he's like, you are you are sitting in this shit. You can't admit it. And I 100% think it's that knowing my worth and knowing what I want and knowing what feels good to me. And if someone says they love you, but they they treat you completely differently. I didn't really know any better. And I don't blame anybody for that. I don't blame my parents. They have a healthy relationship. I don't know why I was so stuck there. You seem to be blaming
0: yourself, actually. You seem to be blaming yourself right now that you should have known better, that you should have seen that you were able to talk to your brother's friend and that that should have been enough and that that should have fixed the situation. How might you instead take the shoulds, which are only further holding you stuck, right and and bringing shame that you should have fixed the situation because we've all been there. we've all had our bad relationships, we've all had our bad friendships or experiences. What could you instead say now as a way to honor? That learning and that growth in service of your desire to take something, learn from it, and use that for wisdom and growth.
1: That is something I don't know how to do. I still have a lot of resentment and emotion behind that relationship. I don't know if it's because we haven't mended that relationship. I struggle how to turn that learning into positive. Since then, I've been hesitant to put myself forward, to go into anything serious, because it just, it feels still so hurtful. But it was also so many years ago that I'm like, how can I still, like, it's, it's sort of like stagnant in me. And I, and I am the first to admit, I never really dealt with it when it ended. I mean, I moved across the world for four years after things ended. And then Coming home, I remember I was driving and we crossed each other in our cars and I had to pull over because my whole body was shaking. And I was I didn't understand what I was experiencing four years after a breakup. And I I had, like I said, moved across the world, lived this life that was amazing. I didn't think about him. You know, I wasn't crying myself to sleep about it. It was over and done with. But then as soon as I see him, I'm like a full body reaction.
0: Which makes complete sense because the wound is still there, right? The tears that you experienced is, it's the past. It's the not feeling that confidence and following your intuition. It's not slowing down and tuning in and exploring and taking time. And that showed up. In the relationship, the things that you've said, I want to say to my younger self showed up in that time. And so, in your physical reaction, was all of it coming back to the surface in that moment. Experiences in our lives don't go away until intentionally sit and heal them. So, included in everything you've already said, there's an opportunity to add to what you might say to your younger self. But first, what do you know to be true that you wanted? When you were in that relationship, you knew, you actually knew intuitively. I mean, you shared with your brother's friend that you didn't want to be in the relationship. You had an intuition that you weren't tapped into enough to guide yourself out of the experience quicker, but you did end up leaving. So what were you seeking as that younger self in the relationship,
1: when I was in the relationship, yeah. What do you know that you wanted? What were you longing for? I wanted a connection. I wanted to feel a purpose. Uh I felt like I could be of use to this per. Like I could help this person. I felt like I could. I'm very motherly. That I was able to to help what I thought was helping. Definitely not helping, but a sense of purpose, a sense of that connection. Like I, it was like my, my second serious relationship. And I think it it comes from that confidence and not, not having the confidence to really go out and meet people. And still the anxiety I get when I go out and date and I try to meet new people. I mean, I don't know if it's because I put what I've recently (laughs) realized is the expectations that I put on people. And, you know, in my mind, I, I go out to meet someone for a coffee and in my head I'm like, oh my God, like this guy could be the one, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm setting the bar up here and I hope that this happens and he's gonna text me tomorrow and these expectations that I don't think are realistic. You have the expectations
0: inside of yourself. So the place to start is to break apart those expectations you hold for yourself. And if break them apart inside of you, then you'll allow yourself to be open to whoever comes into your life or whatever conversation you have with a guy and see it as connection and maybe something more. Those expectations you talk about are starting from how you hold yourself
1: accountable to very high standards. I do want to hold myself to those standards still It's just, I do try and surround myself with people. I hold high standards for, for people in my life and it does cause disappointment sometimes. And I am like, God, why couldn't she have been there on time? Or why couldn't, you know, forgetting that people have a life and that I don't think it's my life and everyone's living in it. But from a business standpoint, I'm like, no, we start at seven. I expect you there at 6.55 because we're going to be, we're going at seven.
0: Yeah, that is the expectations that you hold within yourself. Let's take this again to in that time, you said you were seeking in that relationship, you were seeking connection, you were seeking purpose, and you wanted to be of service to others.
1: Is there anything that I'm missing? That was also at a time where I was shifting my direction. And I didn't really know where my life was going to go, what my purpose was. I didn't you know, I left university. I was switching to a different school. I—it was a lot of unknowns for me and my future, which I was scared of, and which I hadn't been at that point yet. Because up until then, everything was very high school, university, da da da. And then now I'm sitting here, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't. Am I going to do this for life? Am I going to go this like what road I'm going to take? Say to yourself.
0: All of the things as the present day you who has greater confidence, who follows what you want, who is learning to slow down, who's exploring, who's taking some time, who has connection, someone who has purpose, and also very much is of service to people in the very nature of what you've chosen to do. Holding all those things as being true today. I'm putting them all together now. Can you say to that younger version of yourself that didn't feel these things were true or didn't exist, that she has all of them and say them one by one as your today self to your younger self, you have confidence. You can follow your wants. Say each one very deliberately to the younger you.
1: You have confidence, you have purpose, You trust your instincts and trust your intuition. You do what feels good. You follow your heart. You are of service. You know what you want and you know what you deserve. Yeah.
0: Try this time just closing your eyes and really embodying those statements, all of the statements. Just everything you have goes to sharing that with yourself.
1: You have confidence. You have purpose. You know your worth. You know what you deserve. You are of service. You follow your heart. I think that's everything.
0: How does it feel to say that and to hear yourself say that?
1: Well, I know it feels true now to me. It feels good.
0: Do you believe it as your younger self? No. So what would it take for your younger self to believe it? Maybe the verbiage needs to be a little more different. You have confidence. You have the ability to follow your wants. You know what it's like to slow down.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You can explore. You have explored.
1: Yeah, I think that changes it.
0: So let's try it one more time where you say
1: it in that tone. So you have purpose and you have the confidence you need. You know what you deserve and you know your worth, your self-worth. You can explore and will explore and, and experience new things and listen to what feels good And do what feels good and listen to your heart and trust your heart and trust yourself and your decisions. That feels more believable.
0: How much more do you believe it?
1: I believe that had I heard that when I was younger, it would have resonated with me. I'm proud that I can now see that and know that that's how I navigate my life with those priorities in envision and at the top that I've skewed the expectations and what I used to think was healthy and, and the proper way to navigate. It feels a lot better to be at this point.
0: Can you thank your younger self for all that she has done to get you to today?
1: Yeah, I am thankful for what I did and what I experienced and how I taught myself to move through it and to recognize what's good for me and not good for me. And I'm not angry at myself for any of it.
0: You seem more calm
1: now and more
0: at peace. Yeah. You seem more compassionate or forgiving towards the younger part of yourself that you were kind of beating up before.
1: Maybe that's the extremeness of my nature to sort of just Put it in a box and label it as negative and not really explore it. And yet to be gentler with myself and how I look back on things and with the people around in my life. And I don't blame people. Maybe I, like you said, I probably blame myself to avoid blaming people. But yeah, I've never really thought about that younger me and and how it's you you're doing your best at the time and you're you're doing all that you know and there's growth and learning constantly in every aspect of everything
0: so if you take that to what you can learn and use from the past to the present what does it tell you about what's important to you and how you might show up for yourself in new ways with your your business and your hours and your commitments, what has shifted? What can you bring forward?
1: I think it's looping back to that trusting your intuition and really doing what feels good. I think once you've got your toe in it, you realize how life just feels better and how your days just feel better when you listen to yourself and listen to what you need and Maybe you really want to go and exercise just for the sake of exercising, but a three-hour nap is what you need and honoring that and listening to it. And then, yeah.
0: So what's one thing that you'll do differently today as a result of this conversation?
1: Going about my day, but um, not trying to, to put that pressure to get everything done, to prioritize what is important to me. I'm sitting here. I know I have a potential meet with a girlfriend at 7, but I also told her I was going to have to see if I got all my work done and 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 knowing that that's not really I sh- I should be giving a definite answer to respect her time and that also feeds me, that gives me connection and energy and those are those are important things in a day. I will for sure be more mindful of how I go through the day, I think.
0: Sounds like awareness about what you need, one actionable step that you'll take is making commitments to things outside your work because you know that it's important to you. And that uncertainty that you're giving her doesn't feel good to you because ultimately it doesn't feel good for anyone. It's not just about her time, but it's about honoring and respecting your time for fun and for play. And that was an important part of what we talked about, which was it's not so heavy, there's a lightness. And the other piece I heard you speak about sort of subtly was that learning. I might have a hundred things to do, but it's okay. I'm not gonna get them all done and that's okay. And I'm in the process and I'm gonna gonna allow myself to grow in the process.
1: And I think that that's something that I have really learned to enjoy is the whole learning and the failure that comes with it and the trial and error. And this works today. It might not work tomorrow. I don't really know how I got here, but we got here. and
0: Yeah. You're learning to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What I hear you're going to bring forward is you're going to bring forward opportunities to learn and to grow and to enjoy that learning growth process. The next time you're faced with like a hundred things to do that you're also going to bring more of that play and that connection. Connection was a key component of what we talked about into your life today, no matter how much work there is. Because by committing to your friend, you're making a commitment to yourself, your own connection.
1: Yeah, which is something I didn't used to do. Yeah. It feels good to to recognize that as well and to apply it.
0: Thank you so much for showing for yourself and for engaging in this conversation.
1: I feel like we touched on everything and our emotions and it was crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope it was helpful for you.
1: Oh, very much so. No, I'm completely blown away by everything, how opening it is and just a different outlook and to shift your mindset and see the different perspective and to the power of saying things to yourself.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate you tuning into Coaching by Bell. This podcast is made possible by the support of our listeners, community, and guests. To learn more about how to donate or to contact us about guest suggestions or anything else, head over to www.coachingbybell.com. Every story shared has the possibility to unlock greater potential. Coaching by Bell does this one story at a time. Thanks for listening.